Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. I'm watching The Two Doctors, which stars Colin Baker and Patrick Troughton, um, and we're on a space station with the Patrick Troughton Doctor. So, while the Doctor and Dastari are having this conversation about Cassini being an androgram that's been augmented to be a genius, um, Jamie nods along like he understands. <laughs> Um, uh, then there's a man watching a monitor, like, you know, some security dude. And there's three Sontaran spaceships, like the big balls coming towards them. And he says, operate the defense. Uh, and then Chassini whacks him on the back of the head and orders the computer to open all talking bays. Uh, meanwhile, the sixth doctor. Oh my God. So we've had like half an episode. <laughs> Of Doctor Who with not the current Doctor in it. Um, anyway, the sixth Doctor is fishing and yelling at Perry to stop throwing rocks in because she's going to scare the fish. She's just throwing rocks in the pool. She's bored because it's been six hours of watching him fish. Um, and he's caught no fish. And he says the last time he was caught, he caught heaps of gumblejack. Um, and then he gets a bite and he wrestles with the rod. And the Doctor's like, it might be a record. And then like this tiny little space fish comes out of the water. <laughs> Destari says, uh, oh, we're back on the space station. Destari says he can't tell Katz and Rhymer what to do. And the doctor says that their experiments are threatening the fabric of time. Uh, and is like, the time lords are just being bullies. And that's why the TARDIS dematerialized itself when it landed, isn't it? And the doctor's like, just stop for the time being. Let the time lords check their work. And the Destari's like, What? Oh, how disgusting. Time Lord's interfering. And then he collapses. Um, and the doctor's like, oh, my God, he's been drugged. Then we hear noises. Uh, like, I can't tell if it's like sometimes in 80s Doctor Who, I have trouble telling the difference between sound effects and the incidental music. <laughs> and this is one of those times I'm like, oh, it's sort of like this martial um, kind of marching music. But then is it meant to be lasers? Anyway, um, Anyway, that's obviously meant to be the sounds of 
<laughs> wall. Um, uh, a man runs in uh, to warn Dastari and he gets zapped by a laser. And then the doctor tells Jamie to run. And then we see uh, a hand pointing a gun. But because we're Doctor Who fans, we know it's a Sontaran hand. So it's really... Not really much of a surprise. Um, on the TARDIS, the sixth doctor with Perry says he's going to go to the Great Lakes of Pandateria to get a conga longer than a train. Okay, mate. You barely, like, you had to wrestle with a tiny little grub fish, but sure. Um, the doctor says he hasn't felt himself, so he's relaxing. Uh, then says something about this regeneration being and then just collapses. Uh-oh. Uh, next thing we see, the second Doctor is in a tube being zapped by a light while a Sontaran presses a button. Jamie's watching this through a vent and then shock eye comes upon him. Uh, Jamie defends himself with his knife and runs off and Chassini asks why shock eye isn't on the ship yet and he said I, he was getting a cold collation together because the ship's rations are dull he's got this massive big box so i don't know what kind of cold collations in there it's humongous like the antipasti for, from hell it's huge um <laughs> love a cold collation uh shock eye asks if they can go to earth because he wants to eat a human <laughs> <laughs> He's lost Jamie now. Um, then they argue uh, about Chassini turning her back on her Andrigan ways. And she says she has a vision. Okay, mate. Um, the Sixth Doctor wakes up and Perry says he fainted. He goes, I never faint. Um, and he says he felt a weakness as if he was in another place. And she's like, do you need some celery? <laughs> then he says something about jelly babies and his old recorder. And he remembers being executed, but he still exists. Then he said, oh, my God, I could be a temporal tautology. See, this is what I was saying about being two things at once. Um, maybe it could be a thing. Uh, Perry suggests he see a doctor and he goes through this big, he's got like all these um, business cards, which, of course, you know, wouldn't exist in the future. <laughs> Because <laughs> we just keep everything on our phones now. Uh, anyway, he's got this big, long, fold-out plastic folder full of business cards. Um, and he finds one for Dastari, then sets the TARDIS controls to go there. Um, then he rabbits on about pin galaxies for a while for some good, some, no good reason. Um, and then says, oh, it was a good idea of mine to get medical help. And Perry rolls her eyes. And I'm like, this is... <laughs> Are we watching Inspector Gadget? Like, it's like the doctor is Inspector Gadget and Perry is Penny. Or Brains, the dog. Um, <laughs> just that kind of like, oh, what a great idea I had. I'm like, this, this is lazy. Uh, anyway, the TARDIS lands again in Shock Eye's abandoned kitchen, but now it's the Sixth Doctor's TARDIS. And Perry says it smells foul. The lights are really dim. The doctor says it's the smell of death. Um... And he goes on and on about it while Perry gets queasy, poor love. And then there's a gurgling noise in the vent. Uh, they wander down some dark corridors, the doctor pointing out smoking laser bolts. Um, Perry picks up a bloody shirt and the doctor says, oh, this must have been recently or the atmosphere would have cleared. And the doctor thought it must have been a comet strike at first, but clearly there's been an attack. Um, and the doctor asks why. And then a computer voice says, it threatened the Time Lords. Um, I remember this distinctly because that's where the episode ended uh, <laughs> when I was a kid um, because uh, these episodes uh, were on, you know, normal uh, Doctor Who time 
um, on, in Australia, which is, you know, 6.30, uh, just before the news on the ABC, and they broke them into half-hour episodes. So they all have these weird cliffhangers that don't really aren't really cliffhangers because they were designed as 45 minute episodes so they just kind of stop at things like the time lords wanted it to happen um it threatened the time lords uh and yeah it was very strange i was like well that's not a cliffhanger that's just like the middle of a sentence um so, <laughs> after the ti- the computer says the Time Lords, <laughs> it threatened the Time Lords. Uh, it says its defense system is going to be activated, and an alarm com- comes on. The doctor's like, "Oh, it's depressurizing the section. We better get out." So he fiddles with the manual control and starts pumping, um, while Perry starts passing out. Now, Perry passing out should have been a better. That would have been a better cliffhanger. Like, why wouldn't you do that? Like, as if they were going to die. Anyway, the door opens and air floods in. I feel like, you know, in the writing of the scripts, like maybe Robert Holmes wrote it as a six-parter and this was the actual cliffhanger. But when they hacked it in half of the ABC, they've gone, oh, that voiceover will do. Um, So air floods in. The doctor picks up Perry and carries her off. Um, Meanwhile, we're on Earth now uh, at a Spanish villa where Chassini, Shokai, and Asantaran uh, wandering towards this hacienda and Chassini detects a single human. Um, Shokai wants to eat her. <laughs> Chassini's like, she might not be edible. I detect great age. <laughs> uh, on the space station, the sixth doctor massages Perry until she wakes up. Um, they're in Dastari's office now and the doctor says everyone on the station is dead. Uh, then the lights come on. And the doctor's like, oh, the computer must have lost us. And it's switching to visual and goes, it was tracking the feet from the feet, the heat from our feet. <laughs> but Destari's office is insulated. Uh, so obviously he can't see us anymore. And it's turned the lights on. Um, so the doctor starts going through Destari's day journal, which he's thrilled by. Uh, he's reading about Karts and Rhymes experiments. And he's like, I didn't realize, realize the third zoners were that close to through a breakthrough in time control. Um, the last entry in Dastari's journal says that the Time Lords are claiming the experiments are endangering the time continuum and he's afraid that the Time Lords would intervene. And Perry wonders maybe if the Time Lords did massacre the station. The Doctor refuses to believe it, even though he knows how controlling and, you know, crazy they are. Um, he refuses to believe it and Perry says, well, maybe someone's setting them up. Um and the doctor's horrified by her vernacular. She's American. She has American vernacular. You can't be horrified by it just because you weird alien man prefer the Queen's English or King's English now, I suppose. Um, anyway, just get over yourself, doctor, and your weird <laughs> colonialism. Like he's got like, he's even got colonial speech problems. Like it's like, oh, I don't like the way they speak in the colonies. Um Anyway, very strange. Uh, <laughs> I'll try not to do any more colonialism talk. Uh, when the two doctors continues in the next episode. <laughs> Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. 
Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.